Joshua Toomey here of the Talk To Me podcast. And before we get into this next episode on the CMS Podcast Network, let's talk about the Talk To Me t-shirt. It is awesome. It has a skull, pizza, and headphones, all the great things in life. <laughs> so if you want to support the Talk To Me podcast, head over to talktomepod.com, scroll to the bottom of the screen, order yourself a Talk To Me t-shirt, let your friends and family know that you support the Talk To Me podcast, and that will be much appreciated. So once again, guys, talktomepod.com, and now on to the episode you actually came to see. Hi, this is Terry Glaze, and you're listening to Drag the Waters with Joshua. All right, guys, it's now time to drag the water some more with Ricky Rackman, the man that got me into Pantera and uh, the man that introduced my life to Pantera. So, Ricky, man, thanks for taking some time with us. Thank you. It's funny when people say, you know, I mean, I'd love thank you. I'd love to say that it was me because people say all the time, like, dude, you got me into Pantera. And Pantera is the band that they mention more than anything. And I'd love to say that it was me that said, let's play this and let's do this. And it wasn't, I was just hosting the show, but it's still, it's still very flattering that, that people found out about such a great band from the Headbangers Ball. That's something that makes you, that makes you glad that we did something very good. Yeah. I believe we spoke about this on, on the talk to me interview you did with me, but you know, it was the, uh, uh, far beyond driven's coming out. You guys go to like Texas stadium, things like that with the band, uh, the week before the album came out. And, you know, at that time, you I recorded every Headbangers Ball and watched it throughout the week. And I think by the time that album did come out, I was completely sold on the band and never turned back. They're just a great... I mean, everything about the band Pantera is, is just great because the way I looked at it is, is, and especially with, you know with the Abbott brothers and Phil, too, everybody in that band, you know, they're a band that, that that's great, but off stage, you could be sitting back having a beer with these guys. Right. I mean, they really, that was like a band. If they talk about like the people's heavy band, that would be it because they really are just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, 1993, 94, you know, I'm 14, 15 years old going to see Pantera, but staying out by the buses. And every single time I saw Pantera, I met Pantera, you know, I, I saw them, you know, I knew big Val and all those guys. And by the time, you know, the uh, damage plan came around, you know, I had joined a band and toured and got to talk to dime at that time and say, Hey, you know, you inspired me to do this. And I got to tour the country and things like that. So, so it was cool to, to finally, uh, you know, kind of come full circle. And unfortunately, right before he passed away. Sometimes bands don't realize that just that little extra effort that you might spend could change somebody's life. I yeah. mean, you know, I still remember being, you know, eight years old asking for Evil Knievel's autograph. And <laughs> right. Gone either way, you know, and if somebody, if those guys would have been dicks, you probably wouldn't have like, well, screw you. I won't like Pantera now, you know, but because they were so cool, that makes the music that much better. Yeah, it's funny. I think there's a uh, quote attributed to Ronnie James Dio about how he'll never remember that, but the fan will never forget it. You know, they, right. they'll, they'll never remember the interaction. The fan will never Ronnie forget James it. Dio did remember. Ronnie James Dio had <laughs> such a great memory yeah. with people and stuff like that. No, that's great stuff, man. Uh, before we dive into some of the Pantera talk, let's talk a little bit about the ball coming back uh, this Saturday night. And, uh, you know, just kind of kind of give us the rundown on what's going on in your world. It's not really the, you know, and 
of course, that's what everybody's going to say, the ball coming back. It's not really the ball coming back because even though everybody called it the ball, the show was called Headbangers Ball. Right. And it's not Headbangers Ball coming back. Headbangers Ball had such a gamut of every type of genre from the you know metal community. And they had to play Slaughter as much as they had to play Slayer. <laughs> and, you know, they were very, they weren't strict on what I did, but, you know, they knew what I did. And with, with the ball, um, the videos are all heavy and aggressive and they have no idea what I'm doing in between videos because I shot it myself. And some of them is just normal talking about a song and some are just absolutely stupid, goofy stuff like <laughs> I've been known to do that everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. So it's that kind of stuff. So it's a lot raw. I think more outlaw, more aggressive. But, you know, yet, like, I was like, I'm bringing the ball back. Okay, I'm not. The ball was never on before, you know. I'm giving you the ball. But, yeah, of course, there's the there's the take to Headbangers Ball because Headbangers Ball was a, was a great show. And, um, you know, that's how people know me. They'll always know me as that guy from Headbangers Ball, whether I like it or not. But I like it. Did Rob come by the house to uh, to to paint your set for uh, six months? This there was no set. <laughs> it was outside in the trees. I didn't want to be in front of a green screen. Um, I didn't. We're in, this is my office right now at Cat House HQ, and I didn't um, want to be at my office. I didn't want to. Actually, we did do we did film one segment of my house. I mean, I included you know my motorcycle, of course. I I shot some stuff in a location that I thought looked kind of like the Blair Witch Project because we had no budget or no crew or no nothing. It was just like, hey, let's play some videos. Okay, let's talk about those videos, and that was it. So we were talking a little bit a bit a little bit ago. Is this a one off or is this something that's going to continue? Is that what you, what we're looking at? If I tell you. Let's see. I'm not saying let's see. <laughs> I'm saying there has absolutely been zero talk of me doing another episode because let's see. Um, if a lot of people watch this show, we got to bring it back. You right. know, I would love nothing. It give me medals, been treating me really good. And maybe it'll be there. Maybe it'll be somewhere else. Maybe it'll disappear. Maybe it'll come back with Eddie Trunk. Who knows? <laughs> but um, as of right now, this is a labor of love for, I, I mean, the beauty of doing this with Gimme Metal and Not Fest and myself is the three of us have one thing in common. We're doing this because we want to do it. Right. Because oh. it's a love. It's not like it's, you know, not, it's, there's, there's no money being made. You know, everybody's getting it for free. I'm doing it for free. We're just doing this because we really want to have a good time and we want to do a show. And, and I think that now more than ever, there's a good platform for this. And there's so much good heavy, there's so much good heavy music out right now. Oh, absolutely. I feel like you've kind of spoken this into existence over the last few years with Every, every interview I've heard, you know, I, I you, you interview with friends of mine or I'll, you know, see that you've interviewed with somebody. So I'll listen to it. And almost every interview you say, I would love to do something like the ball. I would love to host some things. I would love to do this. And I think I think putting it out there because you, I think you even said on my show, you know, you just you just don't get invited to do these things. But I don't know if a lot of us knew that you wanted to do these things. And so now putting it out there so much now we've got, you know. Give me medals, the ball coming uh, this weekend. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, hey, how come they don't ask me to host these things? 
did you ever tell them you wanted to? No. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, how come I'm not at the party that I always tell? And then it's like, well, what if they invited you? Would you go? Probably not. <laughs> right. Like right now I'm at a point in my career that I pick and choose the things I want to go to. You know, I'm more likely to be at a motorcycle rally than at a something you know the reason there's a reason that they don't even want me to even drive by a monsters of rock cruise <laughs> i'm banned from those and i really don't care right. um i think it just got to a point that i'm a guy that has always done everything by myself and is always you know and the thing is gimme metal did not come to me and say would you be interested in doing this I got I, had, I got COVID right around the first of the year and I was at home and I, I, I went a little crazy and then I went online and I said, I'm going to do a show called The Ball. I'm going to do a heavy music video and if I don't get it done this year, I'm going to retire and you will not see me in the radio. You'll not see me. And I didn't mean like Motley Crue calling it quits. I meant like calling it quits. And then I turned it off and I was like, what the, did I just say? And I was like, okay, well, then I better make it happen. So I was at a NASCAR race and there was a Megadeth car that said, give me radio on the side. And I'm like, let's give me radio. And I went there, I'm like, give me radio is kind of cool. And then I saw Beta, give me TV. I'm like, what are they doing? And it was like, hi, my name is Ricky Rackman. I do this. Oh, you hi, remember me? I do give me radio. Okay. Want to do something? Okay. Yeah. What do you want to do? Play some heavy videos? Okay. <laughs> there was never paperwork. There was nothing. You know, I gave them a list of videos. Um, a lot of the videos that I wanted, we couldn't even get. We couldn't even find. Sometimes labels were idle because we wanted to make sure that we were licensed and allowed to play all these videos. Yeah. So we got some videos and and they're like, hey, how about this song from this band? I'm like, yeah. Like, there's nothing on that. There's there's not one video on there that sucks. Well, that's and, and I'll tell you this right now, the ball is not for everybody. Uh, there's a lot of people that really think Headbangers Ball was made on bands like Slaughter and Warrant, and it's possible. And there is nothing wrong with those bands at all. Nothing wrong with those bands. They just don't belong on the ball. That's my team. And I could be wrong. Well, no, I can't be wrong because this is my <laughs> show. So they don't belong on my show. If I did a five-hour show called Headbangers Ball you know that we're going to be playing, you know, all those type of bands as well. And if we had more time, we would, but this is going to be a heavy music show. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. I mean, Headbangers Bowl back in the day, you would have Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and, and then even Nirvana, you know, mixed in with Morbid Angel and Carcass. And so you're, exactly. it, it, it ran the gamut. And as much as I didn't want to see the alternative bands because I saw them all day, you know, I know that I probably drew, drew a few eyes to Carcass and Morbid Angel and and the uh, the obituaries of the world. I'm not going to say anything, but you might have just <laughs> mentioned two of the three bands I'm playing this weekend. <laughs> well, there we go. And it, well, wasn't, Nirvana, and it wasn't Nirvana. <laughs> You're not going to bring back that the, might uh, give you nice an idea. Dress. That might give you an idea of the direction of the ball. Nice. I, I definitely enjoy that part of it. Um. You know, and obviously this being the drag the waters of the Pantera podcast, and you know Pantera, big part of Headbangers Ball, even just even the 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 music coming in and out of the breaks and things like that. So, um, you know, what was your first interaction with Pantera? Was it pre Headbangers Ball? Maybe through you know Cat House and then be, kind of being the glam Pantera and anything like that? No, I wasn't really familiar with Pantera then. Um, I don't know when I met them, but I do remember going to see them open up for skid row right and it was and it was the, it was in 1990 
And it was my first time ever getting to go somewhere to be on Headbangers Ball. Like I was like, you mean I'm going to get on an airplane and fly somewhere and talk to bands? I'm like, this is great. And it, and it was Pantera opening up for Skid Row. And so I got there and I was watching Pantera. And I'm like, it's been so good. And then met him and hung out and party with him. And, and you know, pretty much what, what people don't understand is the bands that give me a hard time are the bands that we are tight. It's like the bands that don't say anything and are aggravated to be with me. As much as you want to say that Glenn Danzig and Dave Mustaine hate Rick Blackman, <laughs> you know, you're, you're a little bit mistaken, you know, but that it's good television and it's fun. And that's what I do when I'm hanging with my friends, you know, I love to bust their balls and that's what they did. And Pantera was a band that pretty much they knew like we can give each other a hard time. Actually, no, I just remembered, you know what we did? One time we had headbang, we had Pantera on Headbangers Ball and we couldn't say Dimebag. And so, and they just, and I said, that's his name. I go, let's call him Don. <laughs> like, no. So I had to call him Diamond Daryl. Wow. So for the entire show, and everybody's like, his name's Dimebag. I will, first of all, he used to go by the name Diamond Daryl once in a while. So whatever about that. But um, so everybody's like, oh, and he didn't even call him by the right name. Like, <laughs> he said, I can't say Dimebag, you know, so. Wow. Yeah, and now with YouTube comments and things like that, that would totally get you eaten alive if you... I still do. Well, I still yeah. do. And you know what? And it got to be the point that I was like, that I pay... And then I would listen to you like, there is not one... There's only one person on God's great earth that doesn't have haters. And that's Dolly Parton, okay? And everybody else, everybody else has haters. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what type of music everybody has haters and right now we live in a civilization that we're ready to we are ready to complain and not compliment and you know what it just got boring for me like i talk to friends of mine all the time that just love to go back and forth on social media about it it's like you know what look i i know what i used to be and i know i had a reputation of just being this asshole and it was well deserved and I try to wake up every morning and I know this sounds really silly, but I try to think of something positive and I put something positive on social media with the hashtag trust Ricky, because I'm in a spot right now in my life that, you know, I'm happier now than I ever have been. And there was a time when I made a lot more money and I was fucking miserable. And, you know, right now I'm in a really good place. And you know what? When you go out and you spew hatred at somebody, you can keep on doing it, but guess what? It sticks to you and you're an angry person. And if there's a band that I hate, there's some bands that I really, really don't like. And I could say that here, but it really does nothing. Oh, he's so funny. He said something goofy about Machine Gun Kelly. You know, <laughs> why? You know why? It does nothing. But instead, if I tell you like, oh my God, you know, I really like this band. It's like, that's positive stuff that I'm putting out there. And please understand that I'm the furthest thing from being a hippie in the world. But let the haters hate, you know? I mean, and I've used this, this analogy so many times. I don't get in my car, drive to a grocery store, find out where the condiment section is, walk to the condiment to tell mayonnaise that I hate him. Right. I, I don't. I just don't go bother. But the people to find me and look at me and research me and then find something to tell me they don't like me, dude, you love me, okay? Get over it. <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah. And it's much nicer than, than somebody saying who. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's definitely you know when this was posted on Blabbermouth and everything else that well, the, you know, you're bringing the ball back that was fun. Blabbermouth, 
Okay. Blabbermouth. And I, you know, I didn't get it because everything else was positive everywhere else. And I was like, why is everybody ripping me to shreds on Blabbermouth? And then I went on Blabbermouth and they found a, and here I am. And look, I'm older. Okay. I'm a lot older. And guess what? I'm the guy that's had no surgery. I didn't have work done. So if you don't think that I'm going to be older, I did headbangers ball 35 years ago, but Blabbermouth found a picture of me where I'm like this. And so they use that as a lead. Right. It starts with everybody. Ricky Rackman looks up. It's like, dude, what does that do? What does ripping somebody? It's like, look, you mother. I'm the guy out there that's trying to get heavy music videos right. back on. I'm trying to do this. You know, I'm doing this for nothing. I'm doing this because I wanted to. When there was an opportunity for me to host the Mudbangers Ball with Code Orange, I got on my motorcycle and I rode to Pittsburgh because I wanted to do it because I'm hoping that some of the people that knew me might get into Code Orange and, and spread the love because heavy music needs people to champion. It doesn't need, and you know what? If you don't like me, I don't care. I really don't care at this point. I really, really don't care because I'm very proud of what I'm doing. And like I said, you know, all I know is that I've got an office right here and I've got an office right there that does nothing but sell cat house shirts worldwide. So I'm doing something right. And uh, with the, with headbangers, I understand where some of the criticism came from and without a doubt it was deserved. But as far as right now, I'm trying to do a video show that plays heavy music. You give my show a bad review and it's never been on. It's like, right. stop it, you know, do your own damn show then, okay? Yeah, I've got some friends that do, you know, like YouTube live shows and things like that. And, you, and you'll you'll click onto it. And before the show has even started, there's already three thumbs downs. And you're like, the show hasn't even started yet. And you're already giving it, you know, thumbs downs. People I don't like something, I just turn it off, you know. Right, I mean, yeah. I'm very lucky that the, the podcasts that I've done have done very well, even though I stopped doing them, but I'm starting again. And, you know, and somebody would say you suck oh the best the best the best blabbermouth one that i've seen of all so far was oh i guess dave grohl look is in now ricky rackman is dave <laughs> like, you stupid idiot okay 1992 i had long hair and a beard i grew my hair out again not because i'm trying to and first of all if you think that i look like dave grohl thank you yeah, that's but not a I just don't shave and I have long hair. Just like, oh, he wears flannel shirts because he's grown. Just like, I'm a biker, dude. I wear flannel shirts still. <laughs> it's like people like to find stuff. Oh, he's doing this. Somebody is going to say, oh, Ricky is playing a video from Obituary because death metal's trendy now. It's like, I was not aware that it is trendy now. I'm playing it because <laughs> I think that Obituary's got a new record out and we should play an Obituary video. There are people that are going to create. I could play somebody's favorite freaking band and they could say, oh, Ricky's doing this now because it's trendy. It's like, it's not <laughs> trendy. The reason I'm doing it is it's not trendy. And I'm hoping more people like heavy music. Yeah. The, the, the crazy thing about all that too is, is I, I recently just spoke to somebody about this, but the whole, I can go and find my favorite interviewer of all time and think that they've never asked a bad question and never had a bad interview. And people will just be trashing them over and over in the comment section. So you're like, like if that guy is getting trashed, then everybody's getting trashed. So it's it's. Tough. I watched. I wa I mean, I didn't. The truth is, I didn't watch Headbangers Ball because I would tape it on a Thursday, be home Friday, and then go out on Saturday. So I wasn't home watching Headbangers Ball. So I've had people go up to me and say, like, "Dude, I love that video with that band." I'm like, "I've never met that guy," and they're like, "Really?" <laughs> then they show me video. It happened recently with the Beastie Boys. Oh, you got to interview the Beastie Boys? No, I I met him many times, but I didn't. And then I show me a video with me and the Beastie Boys. I was like, oh, because <laughs> I did. I look at some of my earlier shows and I was terrible because 
Remember, I did not go to radio and broadcasting school. I had no background. I was a guy in the streets that ran the cat house. Okay? Right. That's who I was. That's who I am. So when I was put on this thing of, of hosting the biggest radio show in the world on MTV, and all of a sudden I'm the guy that has the job that every single person in the world wants, I'm like, okay, here's a card with questions. I'm asking the questions. It was terrible and I was terrible. And I didn't like myself in the first episodes. I'm the first one to say, I don't, I didn't like me in the first episodes. But then as time came on and you saw me goofing around at a water park or saw me skydiving or saw me doing all this stuff, if you didn't like me, then that's okay. Because then at least you don't like me because I'm me, because I'm just, <laughs> I do what I do. But, you know, I, I wasn't used to it. And now I think, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm good at what I do. You know, you're good at what you do because you're relaxed because you're having fun and you're just, and we're just talking, you know, you don't, you're not going to say, well, Ricky, you know, well, I'm not a band, but you know, I don't, <laughs> there's so many questions I, I would never ask a band that other people will. And maybe it is interesting. And maybe, I mean, Hey, they're on TV and they're on syndicated radio shows and they're all over the place and I'm not. So maybe they're doing something right. But as far as the way where I am right now, my career, I'm not changing the way I do things. And if people don't like it, okay, but give it a chance first. Right. Um, let's get back to a little bit of Pantera. Um, the, you know, those early shows with Pantera and getting them on and, you know, just kind of, kind of building that relationship with Pantera. Um, how, I mean, how, how many times do you believe that they were on? I, I, looking at it from YouTube looks like maybe four or five, but that's what I would guess. Yeah. I think we walked around Venice once. I know we were in Fayetteville, North Carolina once. I know we were in Texas for sure, because that was yeah. a great show. And I know they were in the studio once or maybe twice, maybe five times. I don't know. <laughs> Aside from not being able to call them dime bag, things like that, what else kind of sticks out from them, you know, being around? The Texas show was great because yeah. we started at their at their parents' house. And then we went to, you know, and they're big Dallas Cowboy fans. We got to kick a football in, in Dallas. Um, we had like a party afterwards. And then afterwards, like, you know, we went to a strip bar and just hung out. Like, guys, I mean, that's the MTV stories. I have a pretty good Pantera story about when I was in a band. That well, bring is, it on. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a band called Battery Club. Mm -hmm. Battery Club was a punk rock band. And it had like, you know, a guy from Social Distortion, a guy from Adolescence. And we we're just a punk rock band. And we were playing around. And I never really advertised that I was in the band because I wanted it to stand on the merits of its music, which probably wasn't such a great idea. We played in Dallas. And I'm pretty sure it was Diamond... And Vinny were there and they like bought our t-shirt, they bought our cassette tape. And I remember them saying, Hey, do you guys want to come back to the studio and listen and listen to the album? You know, and we were mixing an album. We're like, sure. So I brought all these guys from Orange County punk rock bands, and we all hung out with Pantera, and we all went in the studio, and they drunk my guys under the they were pretty soon the guys in my band were fist fighting with each other. One guy was standing outside. I'm just going to take a cab home. And we're in Texas. <laughs> I mean, it, they couldn't hang. There were guys punching each other. Our guys were our guys were punching our guys and they passed out. And it was all because they couldn't party and hang out with the guys in Pantera. And uh, it was just a really, really, really good time. <laughs> Too good. What, al uh, what album were they mixing at the time? I don't remember. 92. Was it so 90? Was it? No, it was not. No, no, no. It would have been 94, 
three. I don't remember. So I don't either, know which album, which album it was because I can't remember which year it was. <laughs> either Vulgar or uh, Far Beyond Driven, it sounds yeah. like. But, um, any of the like the little you know breaks coming in and out of the you know the episodes with the Pantera being played. I mean, obviously, you've talked many times about the you know you never. I think you got to do one video one time and say, "Hey, we should play some Motorhead on my birthday." But you know, did you have any say about? any of the music coming in and out of the breaks, things like that. Like, Hey, we should check out this band Pantera and do that or anything. I wish I could say I did. Cause it was all good. <laughs> right. Cause it was like Pantera and prong living color. Um, I just, it's like when everybody, like some people hear the starting of, um, it was hostile and mouth for war. I think. Yeah. Um, I, they did that themselves. They were very pro professional and they did a great job with that. I had, I'd love to claim that, but I had no, I had no say in anything. <laughs> One thing I had say in was cutting my hair, and that shirt turned out to that. Bit me. <laughs> uh, you, you've, I think you've spoken in the past about how you never really had a final episode of the Headbangers Ball. Um, does this kind of help you out in that, like closure? Any, at any at all with the ball? I wish I would have thought about that <laughs> when I shot it. Um. I do use my catchphrase in the ball. I had to. And when I did, it was like when I stood there and I was going into the very first video. And, and just so you know, this is this is I'm going to show I'm going to show everybody what it looks like behind the scenes. This is what it looks like shooting episode one of the ball. Hey, Leah, stand over by that tree and film <laughs> me. OK, here. The entire thing was shot on a phone. Oh, yeah. Okay? And it was shot by Leah. Vendetta from season one of Ink Master. Um, so it was very different. But as I started talking and I'm walking in the in the woods and I'm talking about the first video that we're going to play and I'm sitting there walking and talking. I have no cue cards. I have no script and I'm walking and I'll be honest with you. I'm sitting there and I go into the video and anybody that follows me on social media and, and you've, you've seen things that I do. I put myself down a lot. I'm, I, I, I'm my worst critic. I always have been. And I did it. And I said, I'm good at this stuff. I mean, it's not really hard stuff. It's talking about, it. it's like, you, it's like, here, talk about Pantera. You love Pantera. So that's right. easy for you to do. But I was walking on into the video and I go, I really enjoy doing this stuff. You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm rambling. Maybe I'm not going on about the stuff that people want to hear, but I really enjoy doing this. And uh, it's, it, it was like, wow, like I'm, I'm doing it again. You know, it would be different if there was a director yeah. and somebody counting in three, two, one. Hey, Ricky Rackman here. But it wasn't like that. It was like, you know, hey, let's walk in the woods and shoot this like it's the Blair Witch Project. That's really what it was like. And, you know, I'm always like a one take guy. And um, it, 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 it wasn't it was sort of sentimental in the way. But I know what you're saying. Like, I really wish I could have gone on MTV I mean, I've said this so many times. I wish I could have gone on MTV and done the final episode of the Headbangers Ball. I really wish I could have. You know, and I, I've said for decades, I would do it for free. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have an agent or manager calling up MTV. I don't know anybody at MTV. So it never happened. And and I, I, felt, I felt that it's kind of messed up. Like I kind of wanted to, but I never got to. But... This is, this is, I mean, as far as I know, this is, might be the first and last episode of the ball. So maybe I never got to the last ball too, but, um, 
I was bummed out. And I, it's not that I feel justified. Like I'm finally doing my last episode of the headbangers ball. It's like, I'm finally doing like, okay, everybody, if you don't like the show, I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not like I'm a puppet going into all these videos. And there are a lot, a lot of videos on the headbangers ball that I did like. So I'm not going to just rip MTV to shreds because they did what they had to do to get a lot of people. But, um, I, I'm very proud of the music that we have on this show. There's a lot of videos that we didn't get that maybe we'd get if we did it again. But as far as the videos that Gimme Metal and the videos that NotFest help us get, I'm very, very happy. And I'm very proud of the show. I like it. It's what I wanted, an aggressive, heavy music show. And we've got it. You know, it's funny you talking about you didn't get a last episode of the Headbangers Ball. We didn't get a last episode of the Headbangers Ball. Yeah, we none of us did. None of we us didn't, did. You know, we tuned in that Saturday night waiting for the ball, and we got like, what, what was it, like Supercharger or something? Super, something? super Rock or Super Super Rock, rock. yeah, Super something. Yeah, it, was, it was just... It was not super, but <laughs> no, it was not. It was stupid rock. Not to say Jackie, because Jackie was great, yeah. but it was just. Um, it's like you know, I did, I did. Five, I mean, I did that show for five years, and it would have been nice if they would have let me do it. Yeah. But they were also what a lot of people don't know, which I don't know if I've said on the show, and this only came to light recently, is there's another reason why there wasn't a last show. <laughs> is because I answered some letters saying that I didn't like the music that we played and it's not my fault. And and one of them got returned back to MTV. So I also got into a little bit of trouble, yeah. which is funny that I got into trouble for the things that people criticize me about <laughs> for me agreeing with them and they got mad at me. But um, I still, I should have, I mean, I know five years isn't a big run, but it's not a short run either. And for a lot of people, Headbangers Ball was a staple and it would have been nice if I could have thanked the people that were a part of that show and thanked the viewers because, you know, I was getting 400 letter handwritten letters a week, 400 letters a week. Some were nice, um, <laughs> but it would have been nice to thank the people because the Headbangers yeah. Ball fans were the most loyal, most vocal music fans. That's a great thing I like about heavy music is that, that, that although we're so ready to criticize, we're also ready to stand behind like if they if there was a fight between metal fans and other types of genres we'd win <laughs> right you know they always say that the that your favorite era of snl is the the years you were in high school because that's kind of the first chance you get to stay up late snl's a little bit edgy when you're that age things like that you know, I was in high school when the Headbangers Ball was on. So, I mean, I kind of correlate that, too. I mean, like, that was a huge part of my life because I was, you know, a freshman, sophomore in high school staying up on Saturday nights to watch Headbangers Ball each week. And then, like I said, tape it and, you know, go back and watch the videos I liked and things like that. So, I mean, you you always look back on an, on an era like that with such fondness. So, I mean, it, that's it's so cool to see your face, you know, as we talk about this stuff. But it's, uh, it's you know, it's crazy. What you got to understand is, and and thank you, but remember, I am not a guy that that tried to get in radio. Or I'm not right. a guy that tried to get on TV. So it's really weird. Right. It's weird when people say MTV VJs, and I don't think of myself as being one of those. It was, and I'll never forget this. I was in the Denver airport, and it was I had just been on MTV for a couple months, and I was walking through the airport, and somebody said Ricky Rackman. So when I heard my name, I thought that it was somebody that knew me. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, look. And I was like, and it was at that point, this is going to sound really weird. 
but it was at that point that my name wasn't my name anymore. Right. Like people that I don't know, know my name. Some people like it, some people don't, but it <laughs> represents a product. Ricky Rackman to many people, you know, some people know my name and they only know it for being in motorsports because I've been in racing for a long time. But to some people, it means, you know, the headbangers ball era of music. And, you know, I went on Wikipedia today, which I don't often do <laughs> to see what it said about headbangers ball. And it said, you know, and Headbangers Ball, most recognized host was Ricky Rackman, and it was his signature. And I was like, wow, you know, and sometimes you take for granted how much that show meant to people. And, you know, when people say, I grew up watching you, I, I grew up watching Mr. Rogers or Captain Kangaroo. So <laughs> when people say they grew up watching me, it's it's very surreal. And it's 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 odd that all of a sudden, you know, this is this is me. I'm walking right. around in this this headbangers ball guy. Every I go to sleep, I wake up, I go in the lake, whatever. And it's it's very flattering, but it's still very surreal. But it's it's an honor that I that I did take lightly for a while, but I don't now. I don't think I'm doing David Lee Roth. I don't even know what your question was. I probably <laughs> David Lee Roth. You'll say like, "Do you like those cookies?" And I'll be like, "But the airplanes are made so well these." I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I think that's what's happening to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Um, one last uh, Pantera related question, I guess. You know, just with. With Gimme Metal and, and you know, Not Fest and just everything that we can do now with, with video and things like that, you know, how amazing of a uh, a person would Dimebag be on, like, Instagram Live daily, you know, things like that? If Dimebag or Vinny were on, what we'd see is, like, he's doing the same stuff that we're doing. You know, hey, here I am, you know, kicking dirt toe with my friends. Here I am doing this. Like, dude, he's sitting here with a beer bong. That's what I did it, next to his truck. You know, I think it'd be a good follow because it him, but it would also be like, well, this is the same stuff I do. Because the, <laughs> the beauty, like, I think Pantera was, if any band was like the people's rock band, it's Pantera because those guys oh, yeah. were not rock stars. You know, they were not rock stars. They were. But they weren't like rock stars, you know what I mean? And I think the first time I ever heard the word tempora was from you. <laughs> yeah. And there's still some people that believe that I am that stupid that I didn't know their <laughs> name was tempora. It's like, dude, Ricky Rackman sucks. He didn't even know their <laughs> names because I said tempora. People always remember that. I heard that. I mean, I get that all the time. You know, sometimes I I do stuff that I think is funny that might that not funny. be funny. You know, but some people think like he's such an idiot. He doesn't know. You know <laughs> I think I made. I think I did make a mistake the first time. Sepultura. I think the first time I played a Sepultura, I might have said like Sepultura or said something wrong. I don't remember, but <laughs> a lot of people forget. <laughs> That's a, you know I've actually posted videos of you know typically when I have especially people from overseas and whatnot. I'm like, how do you say your name? Because I don't want to be the guy that continually says the person's name wrong. And so I'll, I'll post like, yeah, I'm not saying that, <laughs> like, you know, you're I'll, I'll, I'll butcher your first name, but there's no way I'm touching some of those Scandinavian last names. Oh, my God. All these, you know, with all this, these, the, you know, the bands from, you know, Scandinavia and Finland and Norway and everything, their names start with four consonants. Like, <laughs> it's like, is that your first name or are you a shelf at Ikea? I don't even, you know, it's. That's too good, man. The. um. You know, as we kind of wind down here, uh, you know, what's the, what are we going to get, you know, this weekend on, uh, on the ball, you know, give me a little taste of, of what we're getting. One guest, 
one special guest requesting a video. Um, some brutal videos. And just me having fun, just talking about some videos. I mean, everybody's like, well, you got to have Axel on the first show. <laughs> of course. That would be nice. That would be great. But I didn't. I, instead, I wanted a band that I think is a, is a, is a important. I had Exodus on the first show. I had Zetra on the first show, I'll just tell you. And I think pretty much when people watch my, in, when, dare I say, interview. And this is actually how it went down. Zetro, I'm going to do a show called The Ball. Do you want to be on it? Yeah. Kakai tomorrow morning. Okay. Because <laughs> they have a new album coming out. And, right. And I like Exodus. And I think Exodus is a, a very important band in, in Thrash. And um, and I know I can talk however I want to Zetro. And I had a professional wrestler Dolph Ziggler get to pick a, pick a video. Nice. Because I love wrestling. And I thought that would be kind of cool to have him pick a video. So I did that. And then the other segments were just me like, like, I'm waiting for Gimme Metal to say it's good or it's bad. I don't know. I just, I'm like, hey, here's me going into the videos. And it's honestly me doing like, if anybody says, oh my God, they must have made you, you know, do that. I'm like, no, they didn't even know I'm doing it. Like I have no, <laughs> like I wish somebody would say those, those are great or they're terrible. But here's what it is. Get the app on your phone, the Gimme Metal app, plug, plug, plug. Get the Gimme Metal app. It's not going to cost you anything to watch the show. Figure out how you can make the show work on your phone, on your, on your TV, and then kick back on Saturday. You're not going to be able to fast forward or skip songs. You're probably not going to want to, though. And just enjoy a night of just heavy music and goofing around and just play it loudly and hang out with your friends. I mean, don't take everything so damn seriously. We need to have some fun. Remember when we became, why we became fans of heavy music. Remember that? And you know what? There might be a band that's like, whoa, I was not familiar with this band. I wonder what they're like. Let's give them a chance. Oh, my God, I haven't heard that video for so long. Hey, this and, and you know what? I would love more than anything for somebody to say, oh, wow, I wasn't familiar with Killer Be Killed. I'm going to go look them up on the Internet, you know, and stuff like that. I would love people to get turned on with stuff and and you know what i don't know if there's going to be a second episode i know that as far as this show goes it could have been five hours and i would have loved to play you know a lot of different stuff but we had only so much time so many videos that we could play and i'm very happy i'm very happy with the product and i i am just as excited as everybody else to see the show i really really am and i'll be doing a live chat so if that's not enough it's <laughs> like i have to deal with everybody live it's like you look older <laughs> yes i do look older because i didn't get surgery done you know it's like i can the, the big the big story on facebook was that i worked in the paint department at hope depot i saw that that was funny that was a good one that was a good one i was like yes okay that's when the truth is like like i'm i, I don't like bragging about how i'm doing but like i'm doing better than i've ever done in my whole life right but also what so what if i did work at the home depot like so what you know i don't but what if i did you know why is that people the thing that people do is they and i know you were trying to wrap it up and i'm going oh no but the thing that people do is is if if there was somebody let's say you were a big fan of i'll use okay i'm gonna say gary holt even though we know it's not the truth gary holt obviously played in slayer and everything else but let's say gary holt ended up working at starbucks this is a really silly thought <laughs> okay if gary holt worked at starbucks you would say 
Oh my God, what a has been so pathetic. He works at Starbucks. Really, what do you do for a living? Well, I work at the coffee bean, but he used to, it's like, <laughs> so in other words, if a guy has a regular job, right. he's okay. If a guy was once way up there, then gets a regular job, he's a loser. It's like, the, dude, you never had that success. So there was a time when I lost everything that if you've ever listened to my podcast, you know, I got in a fist fight, lost my career, went to jail, got out, was a car salesman. And all of a sudden, everybody gave me so much shit because I had a regular job but I, and I had no money. I was broke. I was like, so what? I got a regular job like everybody else. You know, now I'm like everybody else with a regular job. I just worked hard enough until I built up to what I have now. But it's like, I'm no different than the guy that's selling cars or a contract or something like this. I just have another job. So if I have a regular job, it means I'm a, I'm a loser. It's like, dude, you know? So that's why I never really went all out to tell people like, um, this is where I live. This is what I have. I don't really work at Home Depot because there's nothing wrong if I did work at Home Depot. But hey. I'd probably be much happier at Lowe's. I don't know. We're we're a Home Depot family, but the uh, you know the paint department probably pays pretty well. You know that's uh... well. There's one thing that I think that that Home Depot and Best Buy have in common. If you work there, you don't have to know anything about the product, <laughs> and you don't have to have any inkling of where anything is. <laughs> Well, we you just bought we, we just bought our first house a few months ago and you know the wife wanted to paint the dining room a certain color so we go there and she's like you or you know you we found the color we wanted she's like you go get it while I go look at some faucets or something and I'm like okay so I get up there and I'm like I want this color and a gallon of paint and they're like well do you want it to be glossy or matte or do you want it to be this and that you know do you want this scuff mark this that and the other thing I'm like I don't know I just want that color and a can of paint <laughs> let's you go you know, it's fun. It's congratulations on getting your house. Thank you. It's when, you know, when you've rented, because I've rented forever and now I own a house. And, um, you know, well, all of a sudden, you know, you would, for me to hang a picture, it'd be, I hang it. Oh, it doesn't work. Hammer and nail somewhere else. Now all of a sudden you're like, you're taking a little time. But that was the good thing about me having Cat House HQ. It's like, like, you look, this is where my office is. It's like, I painted everything Cat House colors. So it's like, I can do a wall <laughs> black and pink and everything is like black and pink. And um, this was like, this office is like where I got to play and do all this stupid stuff. So I just, I don't know what I'm talking about right now, but well, I know I get you. I'm, I'm currently under the stairs right now. So, yes. <laughs> but we, we painted it black and I, but I can currently see my washing machine right now. So, right. But it's good. Like you still, I mean, the, the, the beauty is it's like, you know, with the exception of like some broken bones and some achy things and probably would hurt if I fall off a skateboard. Um, <laughs> I'm not that different than I used to be. I mean, you can criticize me all you want and say, oh, Ricky Ragman's this is like, well, you know, I get, I mean, I'm, I'm living the greatest rock and roll life right now. I am so happy. And the ball was something that I'm doing. You know, it's not going to get me famous. It's not going to make any money. It's doing it because I want to do it. I mean, granted, there's a lot more people talking about me and, you know, hopefully people will check out my podcast or buy cat house shirts at cathousehollywood.com. But, you know, I'm doing this stuff for fun. I know that you're not picking up the big checks for talking about Pantera. You're doing it because you love sharing your love for Pantera. You know, right. remember, before you criticize, you're doing what you love because, you know, there's other people that love doing it. That's why I'm doing the ball. There's people out there that want some heavy music videos, and I can't wait to do it. That's why I'm doing it, because I like to do it. And we love seeing, you know, love seeing you do it. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess I'll judge on uh, Saturday night and I'll let you know how it goes. 
please do please do <laughs> i think you'll be pleased it's it's uh it's it's good i mean they're i'm pr i'm proud of it i'm very very proud of it i mean good. even if there's a video that i don't necessarily no actually i like every song on the show i do i like every song on the show there's some bands i would have loved to put like you know a cat i would have loved to have a cat house hour where i play all my friends bands but this isn't that show it'll come it'll come it'll, the, <laughs> but i also like doing a heavy music show because i've been listening i mean if people say like oh what genre like i hate that word genre but like if there was a genre of music that i like the best i would say thrash and i've been just i spend more time listening to just that and listening to you know bands that i was you know not into before and and look you know i love municipal waste and i only became a fan of theirs probably in the past five years right so they're a new band to me even though they're not a new band so you know i i like the idea of turning people on to new stuff and awesome. i'm very happy to do it with gimme metal and not fest not fest come on i i assume that when we have not fest i'll get passes now which really <laughs> right. i'm hoping they might even have you introduce a band Ooh, that would be so <laughs> all right well it's uh gimme metals the ball with ricky rackman presented by notfest.com on give me metal tv march 27th 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Ricky, man, thanks for taking the time. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Hi, this is Terry Glaze, and you're listening to Drag the Waters. With Joshua. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.